Hello, hello. I have a great episode for you today on She's Doing All Right, and I am your host, Sarah Carter. Today's episode is a conversation with my best friend of over 20 years. Her name's Sydney, and we have always just had such great conversations, and we got to be moms together, so that has led us to becoming even closer, and I decided we should record one of these conversations. She has a lot of, off- of wisdom to offer. She's very wise and patient and kind, and so, yeah, she's wonderfully sweet and a huge inspiration to me, not just as a wife and a mom, but also just as a person. She's done a lot of things over the years. We grew up together and we've impacted each other's lives throughout everything, but she has her education in behavior intervention and she was working as an education assistant for a long time. So we do talk a little bit about that. I think it's closer to the second half of the episode, but we discuss a little bit about schooling and education with our kids. And we cover kind of everything revolving around motherhood um, changing from a family of three to four. She's got an 18-month-old daughter right now, and she's due with a second baby in May. We talk about hosting a baby shower since the first one couldn't really happen because of COVID, homeschooling, family culture, and how our childhoods will impact the way we raise our kids. Another thing we touch on is kids and food and bodies because that is a big thing for both of us as well. So we cover a lot. And with that, I would love to welcome Sydney to She's Doing All Right. What are you most excited about for having two babies versus one? Um, I'm really excited to watch Georgia fall in love with this baby. Yes. Um, she's going to be such a good little sister. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to see. I'm a little nervous about the interaction also. Like, you just don't know how it's going to go. Thank you. But she has a baby that she plays with and she loves it. She feeds the baby and she wraps the baby and she puts diapers in the baby. So I'm really excited to in like involve her in those things. Like you can change your baby and mommy's going to change his baby. Yeah. Or like, do you want to bottle feed the baby? Mm -hmm. And because we'll probably like have um, excess that will, I want to intentionally have some excess so that Georgia can be involved. So yeah, I'm excited to watch that relationship, but I'm also really excited to like, I just can't fathom loving another person the mm-hmm. way that I love Georgia and so to actually experience that I'm really looking forward to I think about that a lot yeah especially when I'm at like my wits end mm-hmm. and I'm like how in the world like I am getting through this simply because I love this person yeah and my husband's coming home and I'm snapping at him you know like because like I don't have anything else to give like what am I gonna do if there's two kids mm-hmm but then I think of like, okay, well, a lot of people have really healthy families with multiple children. Yeah. Or at least they look like that on the outside. So like, obviously there's enough love to go around. Yeah. <laughs> so It's so true. And like I was talking to our friend last night with twins and I was like, I can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? And she's like, you just do it. And you don't know any different. You don't. And so we'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And there will just be a lot of grace and margin yes. for relearning. And you, it's, Cody likes to say a lot, um, it's going to be unlike anything we've ever experienced. Totally. And it's true. We actually, even when we talk about having another one, we also already like kind of were aware of how we're going to be mourning the loss of just the three of us. Yeah. Because we do have so much fun. But then like as he, Marcus is getting older, it's like you're playing by yourself and I can tell you're bored and mm. you, especially with daycare now, like he knows what it's like to play with kids mm-hmm. and people his own size. So yeah, I'm like, you're going to love it, but then it's just weird. Yeah. And hopefully we'll be somewhat more prepared. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or at least we can prioritize, like, or we know how to prioritize yes. better. Right? Yes. Yeah. So 
so and every family will do that differently but. are you guys doing a registry for the second one yeah yeah i just made one i did i felt really weird doing a baby shower my registry again for i'm sorry two. i'm laughing but i'm not meaning to laugh at you i yeah. just every single time for the second baby shower i think of david from schitt's creek the sprinkle <laughs> yeah. and he's like what in the hell is a sprinkle that's such was a so funny good. episode <laughs> yeah. um but that is really cool that's amazing mm. so yeah are you gonna do another party thing i don't know i was fine with doing uh, literally a sprinkle yeah <laughs> that's what we were gonna do yeah. but um Cody mentioned that we, we didn't really have a baby shower the first time. No, you didn't. We had like that online Which I thought Facebook was Live. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, but we just watched Cody's sister and her husband do their uh, baby shower oh, yeah. and had a bunch of friends over and like they did fun games and it was co-ed, which I love. Yes, a I co-ed baby shower. Um, so we kind of want to do something like that and then just make gifts optional. Just be like. Love that. We just want you to come and celebrate. Since and we didn't get to do it in person. Yeah, exactly. I, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people should be doing that after COVID. I think so Even too. Even like birthday parties and mm -hmm. yeah, just anything that you couldn't celebrate before. Like just do it now. I know. Or and just I... go out and celebrate for fun. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel bad for a lot of friends too that got married during COVID mm -hmm. because they obviously had the intention of, oh, we'll do a reception when everything opens up mm -hmm. again. But then you get busy and yeah. So like you just don't do it. Yeah, but I would like I hope that they find some sort of way to actually celebrate yes. like, the way they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we're I felt a little bit awkward about the um second baby shower, but now I'm like, no, I it mm -hmm. it's worth celebrating just yes. as much as it was the first time. So. I totally agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, I feel kind of like it's like when someone gets married a second time, it would be almost weird if they didn't have a registry. Right? Yeah. It's like you're, it's a new life and it's like a new yeah. chapter in your life. So it's it like, is. yeah, if you don't want to contribute, don't contribute. Yeah. Right. And like there's no, no expectation, no expectation to. Mm -hmm. It's like, they don't, it's not a big deal if someone wants to host that or wants to put up a registry like just yeah. in case. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would cool. much rather have intentionally given gifts than yes. just bulk gifts because yeah. the transition from one to two is also very specific and it's expensive. And so. Yes. However, anyone wants to support that, I'm, I'm just so grateful mm -hmm. for it. But yeah, because even nice something like diapers, like you guys are, it's going to be two in diapers for a little while still. Yeah. Like diapers are expensive. They're so expensive. And I was quite ambitious. Um, we got our daughter a toilet seat for Christmas. Yeah. Hoping to start that in the new year. Because I was like, I don't, I just want one kid in mm -hmm. diapers. And I'll, I have not been able to. <laughs> I think we sat her on it like the day we got it. It was a big deal. And we definitely should have rode with that momentum, oh. but we have not. <laughs> so I'll still try for it. But uh, yeah. I did that a little bit with Marcus as well. But like when he was like a year old, I was trying, or yeah. not even actually a little younger, I was trying to do the elimination communication. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it seemed to be okay. But like I think I, he needs a cover because I don't think he likes the way it feels to sit down, which mm. I mean, free or fair. Yeah. If you're just squatting and free pooping. Yeah. And then you've got like rings on your body and you're like, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> this isn't comfortable. <laughs> yeah. We also found that George uh, really liked the toilet seat that goes on the toilet. Okay. Much more than just the pretend the toilet okay. potty. And it kind of, and I guess it eliminates the transition from that's fair. small potty to big yeah. potty. So, but who knows? We'll do it for the first that. time. <laughs> I was going to do something like that and then. 
the only thing that was available was a Paw Patrol one. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm not buying him any cartoon stuff because I don't want him to get obsessed with any specific cartoon thing until <laughs> right. he absolutely is. Like, <laughs> you know, when he's old enough to start asking me for the Mighty Trains things, yeah. then we'll start considering it. But like, I'm not yeah. going to deck him out in cartoons being like, are you excited? <laughs> Were you um, expecting to like have a certain aesthetic when you were pregnant with him no no okay i i mean i kind of gave that up immediately when i realized the cost of an aesthetic yeah. but i really just want to like i love the beautiful cohesive parties and rooms and stuff that people have mm -hmm. nowadays but for myself i really just it's too much to balance yeah because it feels very overwhelming and it feels like it's if i get one thing wrong it's just no longer fitting it mm -hmm. so I stick to like neutrals mm -hmm. right with the color of his room and everything like that mm -hmm. but um no I also love secondhand and I'm not gonna be like if I can find something really good secondhand mm -hmm. then I'll take it mm -hmm. and my only thing that I don't do is giant pictures or stupid logos and stupid I guess is a bit like vague because I know that yeah. people that I admire have used these I've gotten baby shirts with the same phrases on them. That oh, I was yes. like, I quite literally told somebody that I will never put my kid in that even if you buy it for me. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> there's certain things where I like, I'll put my kid in the picture or put the kid in the um, photo. And it's like, some of them are funny. Like if puns are funny. Yeah. Okay. But the ones sure. that are like, mommy's new sidekick. Barf. Um, <laughs> Sorry to anybody that bought that before. I know. And I mean, just personal. I'm not yeah. going to look at your kid in that shirt and be like, ew. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at your kid in that shirt and go, that is so cute. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, if you are like, oh, do you want it after we're done with it? I'm going to say, no, thank you. You know? That's totally all. Um, um, yeah. We found, um, that just reminded me, um, we were in Walmart a little while ago looking for bathing suits really quickly but we came across this one bathing suit shirt and it has a picture of the turtle and this saying is only you can save us <laughs> so in other words stop using straws but like why are you putting this message on the kids suit? <laughs> and how like guilt trippy <laughs> this is a little turtle and it's only you can save us <laughs> like you're right but <laughs> not appropriate <laughs> oh my god what a bizarre thing to put on a kid's suit that's hilarious yeah and I figured something like that would be in a more niche like, yeah. store but in Walmart yeah so, oh, okay so, yeah <laughs> that's hilarious it's pretty funny yeah kids bathing suits are also a whole topic like kids clothes in general that's how fast she goes through them so fast and I remember you had mm -hmm. one of the cutest little setups you sent us a picture and it was like all the clothes oh, and stuff hanging hang and it was yeah. so cute and I was like I hope she gets time to wear those and there's like know. six items yeah you know like I have people that have gotten so much stuff for each month and I'm like you don't need you it. don't need that much like, yeah but then yeah it's it's just a scramble trying to get your kid into everything it is but, and it, I feel like and I, I like I think you learn the first time too like what fits mm -hmm. what your style ends up being mm -hmm. and um but like I've gotten rid of tons of clothes for her and still I've got the most giant tote of clothes from yeah. like newborn to not even 12 months and it's overflowing. Yeah. And yeah, I've got two boxes from stores. Yeah. It's insane. And she wore a lot of it maybe like twice. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I gave Cody's sister-in-law a bunch of baby's clothes for her girl. And a lot of it was brand new. Yeah. Like we never even got to wear it. Yeah. 
so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I wish that is one piece of advice I had listened to mm. was you don't need a lot of clothes. Yes. I think also that one is a, it's a little bit, cause I was like very hardcore on that before being like, Oh my gosh, like don't buy into that. You don't need that much stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of realized it depends on your personality. Like, yeah, that's true. If you're a no mess kind of person and mm-hmm. you cannot handle looking at your kid with a bit of spit up or crumbs mm-hmm. or something on their shirt, then you're going to need more because you're mm-hmm. going to be changing them every hour or two, right? Whereas for me, I was like, nope. Like, if, if it's not going to stain, it's staying there. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll wipe you off. You can sit there with a wet spot in your yeah. shirt for five minutes. I used a lot of brick claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've too. had people be like, we did not go through any brick claws. You don't need that many. And I think that that's the swap. You go mm. through a lot of burp claws or you go through a lot of clothes. Yeah. And I would much rather fold cloths than clothes. True. <laughs> True. But, and even then, though, with the burp cloth, I'm like, well, because Marcus was like a projectile puker. He was. Like, yeah. it was aggressive. I sometimes block that part of my memory. <laughs> but he would throw up so much and then I would like flip the cloth around essentially, right? And yeah. use that even for a while. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. Um, and did you use drool bibs? Mm, no because it we kind of weirded either. me out i didn't like how close they sat around his neck yeah um i don't like the necklaces on babies and mm. like even some of his outfits his shirts it just felt like it was sitting too tight against him yeah that makes sense so yeah i never we had some of the drool bibs but again he didn't really drool he just vomited so a friend of mine uh they just had their little their first baby and she spits up like here and there a little bit and they're like oh you puked oh no yeah there's so much puke you puke so much i'm like no yeah. <laughs> i have a friend <laughs> yeah that's nothing i think i was four months postpartum mm-hmm. and my mom and grandpa came i visited <laughs> and i was holding marcus on the couch and papa's sitting at the table and i think my mom was on the couch with me or something and marcus i i think i fed him like I'd finished nursing him and I sat him up and as I sat him up, he just looked at me and opened his mouth. There was no sign that he was going to be doing this. Yeah. Opens his mouth and projectiles like my, my mouth, my everything. whole chest, my hair, everything. I was like, it was like a movie where they just like fire hose. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I'm like holding Marcus out like this, like shaking. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, where do I begin? What yeah. do I clean up first myself or him or the couch? Like what is happening? And get him to the bathroom. I'm like, Mom, help me, Mom, help me. And my papa, he's just like, Jesus, that kid's going to start crying. It's just puke. And I'm like, easy for you to say. You're sitting over there. Yeah, it didn't I happen to like, you. I feel like I've been bathing in Alfredo sauce at this point. Yeah. Like, this is disgusting. It is. It is. And it's really gross because, um, like, I remember Georgia would spit up a little bit of um, breast milk or whatever mm-hmm. formula that I felt like she just ingested. Yes. But coming out, it was still so sour. Yes. It didn't, it didn't smell anything like what it did before. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, I don't know what happens in there, yes. but it changes so quick and it is gross coming yes. out. It's really nasty. Sometimes anyways. And yeah, it was, yeah, I'm not looking. No, I will not be wearing nice clothes for a while. <laughs> Lessons okay. learned. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons are learned. <laughs> um, what are you most excited about from like going from the one and the family of three to a family of four. Excited about? Um, I, like, I haven't know. thought about that. I haven't <laughs> thought about that, honestly. Um, one, something I am really excited about, but it's more down the road, mm-hmm. is um, having more people to create a home culture with. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I've been reading a really good book on that. Um, 
What's it called? It's called Raising Tiny Disciples. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's very practical. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just inspiring me to like really sit with Cody and like for us to sit and talk about um, what's important to us in our family. Yes. How do we want to cultivate those things in our family? What are passions we want to set? What are activities we want to share with our kids? Mm -hmm. What are, how do we want to structure our home? Yes. What are our values? And something that we um, talked about before we had our first was, um, I think, oh, this is embarrassing. I don't remember, but that our words for our family were authentic, sacrificial, and I can't remember the other one. It's um, pregnancy brain. <laughs> pregnancy brain, yeah. Um, but being authentic, so me, like doing what we say. Yes. Like, you know, and um, sacrificial is to serve others, yes. like sacrifice um, for others and, and, and serve. And that's something that we would try to model in our marriage with each yes. other. And so we want to pass that on to our children and in obviously safe and healthy ways. Totally. But um, so I'm really, I'm really excited for like down the road to be able to verbalize that and like interact with our kids about that mm -hmm. and um yeah so and that's family cool. dinners I think that's another thing it's yes. like family meals and yes. listening to our kids talk to each other and mm -hmm. um think out loud and stuff so yeah, yeah. Uh, the little years like I'm loving a lot but I'm really looking forward to what like a culture looks like in our home yes. later and how I can help cultivate that and yeah. I think it's really because we just set our family values as well. Okay. And we're, we want to continue working on it. But one of the biggest things that we had to continue discussing throughout the whole process of setting them was like, okay, you want your kids to do this. Mm -hmm. Where do you, where does that show up in your own life? Yeah, exactly. And there was a lot yeah. that we had to cross out because it's things that we would love for our kids to do, but we're like, we can't, we're not even modeling that already. Mm -hmm. So let's continue to model that. And then if it sticks, we can then expect that and be like, this is a family rule. Yeah. But I'm not going to hold my kids to rules that I'm already not living by. Mm, right. Yeah. Or values and being like, nope, in this family, we do this. And it's like, yeah, but mom, you're not. But you don't <laughs> right? do that. Yeah. And then also leaving room for them to like setting up a family value list and like becoming, building your culture, but then also leaving room for them to grow because mm -hmm. eventually they're going to grow off or go off and create their own cultures. Yeah. And it's so interesting yeah. to be like, hey, everything I do right now is like shaping yeah. your future. And that means that you're shaping other people's future because your kid is going to impact other people's lives. Yes, absolutely. And something that um, the book is by Felicia Masonheimer, and she wrote in it that you're, you're going to cultivate a culture in your house regardless. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a culture in your home and you need to be intentional about it. Otherwise, it could end up being negative. Yes. And so you, well, you're going to have unregulated. Yeah, as, me too. Well, yeah. And um, so, you, yeah, you just, if you want it to be positive, you have to be intentional about mm -hmm. that. Otherwise, you might end up influencing with improper habits mm -hmm. or unhealthy habits, damaging habits. And yeah. And so you had, similar to me, it's broken families, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, separated by faith and like not whatever the other non-faith, mm -hmm. right? So like how, what was something that you loved from your upbringing overall or individually according to households that you want to bring into your household? And what is something that you experienced growing up in both that you, maybe you don't want to like eliminate completely, but you just are going to choose to do differently mm -hmm. based off the lessons you watched your parents go through? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about something from either family that I want to bring into mm -hmm. Our culture and then something that I don't mm -hmm. um that's a good question thank you um 
It's one that I cannot get my husband to answer because he's like, my family was great. I'm like, okay. Yeah, everything was good. Just ask him to think. Sorry, yeah. being your, you're meeting your husband now. Asking Luke to think. like, are the deep questions? The deep questions, yeah. That's funny. Um, I, something I think, and I kind of touched on it before, but something that stands out right now is the meal times. Yes. Um, in my one family, we always had meals together. Um, there was routine. Yes. Uh, which I thrive on right now as a mom. And um, so I knew what was coming. I knew there'd always be, you know, a warm meal at the end of the night that we look forward to. Mm. And even though meal times were hard as a teenager, like I was the oldest as you were, and um, they were often like really irritating and exhausting. All my siblings were super loud and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, some of our favorite conversations and memories also came from those meal times. Yes. Um, and so I just think they're so important. And I love that. Yeah, me too. It's, yeah, it's really special. Um, and then my other side of the family, something I can take away. My mom um, always, like, kind of had an open door policy. Mm -hmm. Like, my friends were always over. We were always, like, visiting and mm -hmm. laughing and talking. And my mom was there chatting with us. And I, we really want to also have that in our yes. home like our kids she was such friends. a safe place for my sister and I yeah like to be able to go to somebody and be like we get like I don't know how I feel about answering questions that or other people answering questions to my kids that I don't mm -hmm. want to answer yet mm -hmm. but at the same time I think it was really healthy for considering we were growing up in such a sheltered area yeah. being able to come to your mom and ask questions and yeah. we were feeling like well uh, you're okay. 12 I didn't really want to explain <laughs> what that means but yeah. I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. um and then please go talk to your parents yeah <laughs> but i'm not gonna like not exactly. answer your question yeah. no yeah i always appreciated her openness to discuss things like that totally and there wasn't anything you couldn't ask no. there wasn't anything that was too taboo or too inappropriate mm -hmm. or um, i think that that's it's really great to have a safe place to go and do that yes. and not feel um shameful for asking yes. these questions or having to wrestle through something mm -hmm. that's vulnerable or uncomfortable so but yeah i just imagine like a bunch of teenagers like sitting around our table like after school or whatever and um yeah I hope that I can I hope I'm not like the weird mom that's like a I little too invasive <laughs> but I definitely could be I think you're gonna be that fun mom who always okay. has like a good blend of healthy and fun snacks like you're gonna have like mm -hmm. potato chips and carrots next to each other you right know? And yeah like, choose which one you don't want to dip into the good dip that I made homemade yeah yeah that's here's the dip be... for both yeah you do whatever you want with it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and I feel like you're gonna be that parent that like everyone's gonna be calling you like hi Mrs. C yeah. or like uh, something like that you know like yeah, yeah. people are gonna be calling you just fun names mm. and yeah, you're going to be that fun person that, like, the girls and guys all come to you for advice mm. if they can't go to their own parent. Or I, I could so. actually really see them coming to you for advice on how to talk to their parents. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big one, I think mm -hmm. so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I just hope you have a warm home. Yeah. Um, things that I won't... Uh, I think this one's kind of for both sides, but um, I think it's around food. Mm. Diet. Yes. It's all my answers are kind of around food, actually. <laughs> okay, you're pregnant, yeah. <laughs> hungry, exactly. All that's on my mind. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't even know what to say about this, but I'll try to get there. Um, one side was very, very healthy. One side had to feed five children mm -hmm. of different ages, different um, appetites, uh, on a budget. Right, mm -hmm. one working parent. Um, so we weren't allowed 
like we ate at meal times mm -hmm. and i think like i'm sure if we asked for a snack like we could have fruit mm -hmm. or something um but you just can't afford to have five kids totally free eating all day so <clears throat> yeah. it's not like a, a something i disagree with my parents but um and then the other side was a lot less healthy a lot less regular but there was a lot of talk about um diet mm -hmm. and like fad diets or weight loss and directed to you or directed to like, um, the parents talking about themselves like did well, your parents eat separate meals from you not not really so one side um one side just talked about food like that's really bad for you you shouldn't have it that's it okay you don't ever have that food it's bad for you mm. um and then the other side was just oh i need to only eat high fat foods or i need to only oh, okay. i'm doing this diet now or or whatever and so just kind of like that relationship of i don't know what food is mm -hmm. like i love the taste of food i love the taste of unhealthy food but it's bad for me so i feel guilty eating it yeah. but then i i'm being told on the other side well if i eat this food oh, you just do this workout and then it'll be good and you're okay. And like you always, whatever you eat, you have to have a plan for how to get rid of it. Yeah. And then your body doesn't need anything to sustain it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's, again, like our parents did with what they had. And so I hold no resentment to yes. anybody yes, yes. for anything that they did. But We're, we get to learn from their mistakes. We do. Yeah. And it's, and I'm grateful for the intentionality that was put into um, the decisions our families made, but. Um, yeah, moving forward with our kids, I think we really want to try and teach our kids like this is all food is fuel. Your yeah. body's going to use all the food that you ingest. Um, we want to prioritize like just modeling a healthy, active lifestyle, like being outside, yeah. running around, hiking. Look at what your body's doing. Look at, oh, I'm so glad I had this for lunch mm -hmm. because, or whatever I had for lunch mm -hmm. because it's fueling this hike that we're doing or yes. it's fueling you sleeping. Um, and then with the food, like this is good fuel. Mm -hmm. Your body's going to use this. It's going to help you do this. And this is fun fuel. Yes. And it's not fun all the time if you have it every time, yes. all the time. And paying attention to how food makes you physically feel. Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel after eating like three bowls of popcorn? Yeah. Do you feel the same as when you did when yeah. you ate one? Like, and not in a shameful way, but mm -hmm. just pay attention to how it makes yes. you feel. And go by that and like, not just on stomach because i feel mm -hmm. like a lot of our upbringing there's i mean just the society in the early 2000s was like very focused on the stomach yeah but forgetting like okay if you eat this and you start feeling headaches even if it's maybe yeah. good for mom maybe she loves toast but if toast is making you have a headache let's go get that checked out mm -hmm. because especially if your tummy doesn't feel good too like maybe there's a gluten allergy or something you know like yeah teaching them that um yeah there's just but fun fuel and good fuel is not equal for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I remember nights where we would eat, like, remember when we get those McCain chocolate cakes? Oh, yes. <laughs> and yes. we'd eat chips and we'd <clears throat> totally, like, eat just tons of food and watch fun movies. And mm -hmm. we would feel so gross at the end of the night. But those foods, like, we went out for dinner and had memories. our... They're, they're nostalgic. They yes. created a memory. We had a great time. Yeah. And so I think, like like moderation like I agree. It's, it's experience like food can be both experience and yes. pleasure and fuel and um and obviously like we're talking like we know how to combat diet totally. culture and we don't but yeah. we can <clears throat> I try not to I don't want a pendulum swing too far the other way mm -hmm. but I really do want to try and just mm -hmm. 
create some sort of like a healthier mindset toward food and not a hyper fixated on either side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, (laughs) focusing too much on anything makes it become like that fixation. Mm -hmm. But then what I think in Western issue is like in Western America is that we eat very mindlessly. Yeah. So very true. uh, In Europe, it's very uncommon to go to a restaurant and have people on their phone, at least from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Right. People are sitting, talking, and or taking photos, maybe, or they're just like enjoying the experience. But mm-hmm. the phones aren't there, the TV's not there, and we we're trying to not do that too. Like once a week, we have a TV dinner, and we're usually watching a cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that mindfulness mm-hmm. when we eat makes it just you're just grateful for the food in front of you. Mm-hmm. There's no guilt tripping about man. There's kids in part of this world that would love to have your piece of broccoli. <laughs> eat it. It's like, yeah. How does me eating it help though? Like, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to do that. Just being grateful for what we have. Yeah. But absolutely. respecting our bodies when we've had enough. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How are you finding that actually? Because I remember when we were pregnant together, we were talking about how we would never force our kids to eat food or we wouldn't like, um, you know, we wouldn't hold, uh, withhold like dessert mm-hmm. if our kids didn't finish their meal or whatever. But we're running into the problem now. And I said all those things, but now we're running into the problem of she actually like didn't eat anything at dinner, mm-hmm. but she needs to eat and she hasn't eaten at lunch. And yeah. so now I feel like I'm going back on what I said and I'm like, okay, well like try this bite right again. I trick her into eating yeah. it. Cause I'm like, you do need this protein and you do yeah. need this, these minerals. Um, and I don't like, we don't do a lot, but I'm like, how are you finding that? I resort to the bottle a lot because he mm. really only does that if he's feeling sick. So okay. if he stops eating, but I know he's not feeling very good. Okay. Um, if he doesn't like that, what we have for dinner, then it's a bottle. And the next time, like the next day, I make a point of making one of his favorite foods. So normally he mm. loves rice and salmon or he loves pasta. And again, the sauces, I'm, I think I'm going to start blending it up because I was telling a friend about it yesterday. Yeah. Like blend up the veggies in the sauce so it's a smooth sauce but you still get all the benefits of it so i don't do that very often i leave it as like a chunky sauce but he doesn't he hates peppers and he will put a full like a, he'll grab like a penny noodle and like yeah. have a handful of it shove it in his mouth and he will chew and then spit out like four pep pieces of pepper he, oh my God. Yeah. i don't know how you did that i'm kind of impressed <laughs> that happens in our house too all the yeah. time i'm just grateful that he now like looks at me and ha- reaches for my hand and then he spits yeah. into my hand instead of like th- spitting into his hand and throwing on the floor so i'm like we're making progress i guess there's a your no thank you dish that's really good i'm so glad we have the bibs with that catch everything because oh, ours yeah. will like take a big like we'll sneak in we'll do like oh potatoes yes, and then the I chicken she doesn't like do the chicken and then we'll do something she really likes in the end so she'll eat it and she'll chew and blah blah, blah and she just goes <laughs> and it just <laughs> so all falls out. <laughs> just we're like oh my gosh we were so close i know and you're like well <laughs> guess i thought you were dumb and you're not yeah <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I feel like making their favorite foods mm-hmm. uh, like I've, i saw somebody saying that the reason that kids have like these stereotypical kids foods of chicken fingers or mac and cheese it's because those are the foods that kids eat yeah um i also have seen things that not necessarily just for kids but for anyone who's wanting to eat healthier they're like having something fun with something healthy does not take away the goodness of the healthy Mm -hmm. so like if eating carrots if you need to eat more vegetables and eating ranch is how you're going to get those vegetables totally your veggies and ranch yeah don't it's not 
like you're not eating ranch with carrots you're eating carrots with ranch yeah like you're it's not going to take away from it right so same thing with um like yeah if it's mac and cheese and i mean obviously we don't really eat dairy here too much but um i'll make a pasta with the red sauce usually mm-hmm. and if i don't even include veggies sometimes because i'm like the, the sauce has certain veggies mm-hmm. um nutritional yeast is a really nice way to add in yeah like a little bit of extra mm-hmm. and i just started giving him a multivitamin um i break oh, it in half yeah. so he has like a smaller piece but he eats the whole thing um and then making sure that this like supplements in his bottle so probiotic and di- vitamin d mm-hmm. and yeah I, i'd always just it's a small phase yeah right? i saw true. i saw somebody say focus on even for ourselves focus on what your kid eats in a week not in a day yeah because we have days like you were saying earlier we have days or nights where we eat horrible food all right quote unquote but mm-hmm. we don't feel great the next day and the rest of the week maybe we're eating our normal healthy well-rounded or well-balanced meals so it's like why would we look at that one day and be like, mm. oh my gosh, like I've been eating horrible lately. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, it's your kids actually doing pretty good when you look at what they've eaten a whole week. Totally. And also appetite fluctuations. Mm-hmm. There's certain days where I don't have an appetite. So I kind of check out with him and if he's cranky, then it's he's sick. But, and yeah. now that I think about it too, often my motivation to make her eat at dinner because she has a bottle before bed, but if she eats, I know that if she has a better dinner, and then her bottle, she'll sleep longer. I know, night. same, same. <laughs> so my motivation is like, oh, maybe she, like you know, if mm-hmm. I stuff her real full, she'll sleep way longer, and I'll get some more sleep. <laughs> yeah, our parents' the solution was whiskey. We're just like overfeeding our kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Speaking no. of healthy habits, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're full here. <laughs> Have yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> the kids are gonna be like, I need more pie. I need to sleep well tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, we live with my in-laws, and so. One of their favorite things to do is give her treats, of course, yes. and her bumpa. Um, Cody's dad loves to give her um, dessert. Like, it's his mm-hmm. love language with her. He gives her, like, bites of his toast in the morning. Aww. And, like, lately he's been leaving a little piece of toast and, like, a couple little slices of cheese on the cutting board so that oh, when we come down, she's got her snack. It's really cute. Um, but he, like, and I really want to allow the grandparents to make those memories and mm-hmm. have and so I don't really have a lot we don't really have a lot of rules around it no as long as it's not like every day yeah um but even then whatever but anyways one of the nights she just wasn't really eating much dinner and then uh her bumpa comes in and he's got like those mini um ice cream bars like oh. on a stick but they're like mini ones but they're still like that's a good size this for their body, big. like a little thought body. <laughs> really cute, but I thought he was just going to share like bites of it with her. And he's like, here you go. And he just gives her the whole thing. And I was like, hmm, well, yeah. <laughs> she's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a memory that's really sweet, yes. but it was really funny to, yeah. really funny to watch. <laughs> I took Marcus after his, we went for an allergy test mm-hmm. to get him tested for dairy or lactose intolerance. And the person was like, yeah, like, I don't know if we should do the test because he doesn't look like he wants to be poked right now. And he also sounds like it's just lactose, not like an allergy mm-hmm. it's a, or intolerance, not an allergy. So I'm like, okay, like, cleared that up. We're going to try and, like, eliminate dairy. And then I don't know what I was doing. We went to Costco and I decided, like, okay, he and I can have some fries and ice cream after. So I ordered some ice cream. as was like a, yay, you passed your testing. That never happened. Right. And he didn't, he didn't really touch the fries and he ate a ton of the ice cream. Loved it. And then I did not sleep that night and was in so much tummy pain, obviously. And I was like, 
Yeah, that's right. He said not an allergy, but most likely still an intolerance. <laughs> still a little sensitive. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's um, grandparents giving kids snacks is so funny. Like, I love it. Family's it's really sweet. And, like, yeah. It's like every single time they're like, can you give them chocolate? I'm like, it's 7 p.m. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're not asking me to keep them up, so yeah. I'll take this instead. Yeah. Um, we weren't going to do sugar till one. Yeah. And like, we were pretty loose with it, but mm-hmm. I think we gave her like an ice cream by the time she was 10 months or whatever. Yeah. But our goal was one year. Yeah. But we always laugh. Again, it was her bumper. <laughs> but um, he asked me one day when we were visiting, can I give Georgia a little bit of applesauce? And I was like, oh yeah, she loves applesauce. So he comes over and he gives her a little bite of applesauce and she loves it. And she wants more. And I think she must've been like seven months or something. And, um, and then I look at the counter and there's an apple pie on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving her apple pie filling. <laughs> He's like, yeah, applesauce. I'm like, that's not applesauce. <laughs> but it was so oh, funny. And we're still love, talking like, about it. So it. obviously desserts. <laughs> like, not even just food. It's like desserts. Yeah. <laughs> it's literal desserts. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, I was like, all right. <laughs> are you hoping to homeschool yeah 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 for and the first while for sure how do you feel with like because you have the education background mm-hmm. um and that's just like a behavior assistant behavior analysis i did behavior intervention oh. and i was an education assistant so okay. that's what i'm educated in and then i was trained in behavior interventions as well okay yeah. um, how do you feel like those and your time in the classrooms have like reaffirmed that you want to be homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, I see teachers working very hard mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And I never want to take away from the job of the teacher because it's, mm-hmm. it's a huge undertaking, mm-hmm. especially like the ratio of teacher to students. It's so not, okay. Uh, not okay. It's, okay. it's so, it's such a problem. Oh and, um, and then on top of that, the amount of curriculum you have to get through and, um, a lot of students now, the, like I would say the majority of what I've seen, they struggle and they're behind mm-hmm. and there's a lot of learning challenges, um, on top of like behavior challenges. Like there's just so much against kids right now. I don't know why, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And if we just have more awareness or if there's something going on, like, I don't know. But, um, what I've seen is kids are being given all of this information they have to learn in a certain amount of time there's one teacher and maybe two support staff if that Mm -hmm. in a classroom and 30 kids and probably 20 of them have learning challenges Mm -hmm. of some sort and need help um and those kids they don't they don't not pass the grade yeah like i don't think rarely anyways do you hold a kid back Mm -hmm. like there must there has to be serious stuff and so but one of the most important things in any child or even adult of development is you don't move forward until you've mastered a skill yeah so you don't go you don't level up yeah until you've mastered the the previous skill and so kids are like in grade four five six you know, starting to learn something, say like algebra or no multiplication and division, mm-hmm. like long division. And you're going to need multiplication and division for every, like almost every single yeah. math topic moving forward. Um, 
but these kids are in tears and they're struggling and they do not know how to divide mm -hmm. or multiply, but they're, they take the test and then they're moved on to the next level mm -hmm. and then they're drowning and they end up in middle school where there's a lot more independence and they don't, they don't know how to do the basic skill yet. Yeah. And, um, and it's not like, and it's not the teacher's fault. No. It's, it's just, it's the way it's set it's up. It's the system. It's the system. And, and I feel too, like parents are not taking enough accountability at home. No. And it's so hard because I'm also not an advocate for like a ton of homes, like homework. I, I hate homework. It's yeah. And so it's like, what do you do? Yeah. There's no solution to this problem. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it is really important to us. That's one of our main reasons for homeschooling is I just really want to be the one to maybe it's arrogant of me to say, but like, I want, I have the skills mm -hmm. and I want to be able to help my kids master yeah. the basics and, um, flourish in them and yeah. feel confident in them so that when they move forward, they're confident moving forward. Yeah. And I also believe kids learn differently Yes, and you can't. Oh, 100%. And something that's I've also seen is we're starting to teach the, like we're starting to teach a group of kids all the different ways they can do a skill and then having them choose to pick a way to do the skill. Oh, so then you're like, overwhelming. it's very overwhelming. And I can see how that, like some kids could grasp that. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh yeah, that's how my brain works. And, mm -hmm. But when you learned multiplication and then you, you memorized it and you started using it in everyday life or in other levels, mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, caught on to how your brain works mm -hmm. and how things fit. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's what we're trying to teach ahead of time is yeah. all the patterns and the, the techniques. And so anyways, it's coming out of a different approach. Yeah. And so, um, I just, if my kid doesn't learn how to read until she's seven years old. Okay. Yeah. Like we'll work on that yeah. until you're, and then one day it's going to click and you're going to love reading. Yes. But I would rather her feel confident about reading later. Yes. At whatever pace that she needs to, instead of me forcing her to learn how to read and then her hate reading totally and because, i think that's such the case for yeah. some people mm -hmm. um you and i were both homeschooled for mm -hmm. most of the, the homeschooling or most of stuff right like you went to elementary school and then you were homeschooled no i did elementary school and then i went up until grade i think in 10th grade i started homeschooling right okay yeah yes and then that's kind of the opposite because i was homeschooled up until yeah. about grade 11. yeah so um what was something you loved about the homeschooling once you switched mm -hmm. um, versus the public school or the going to a school? Mm -hmm. Like, did you feel like your teachers or your parents were able to like communicate better, more freedom, or did you get, kind of get lost in that a little bit? No, I think I loved homeschooling for where, um, where I started. I, I loved it for the reason that I was at home mm -hmm. and I could learn the way that I I think I excelled better yes. um, because I, I learned from reading what I was supposed to do. I could take the time to read mm -hmm. and reread what I was being taught and rewatch mm -hmm. a video and not, I was, I was very insecure and very shy. So to raise my hand and ask a question and I get people laughing mm -hmm. at me or like, Oh, to talk about it again and like make comments like that. Mm -hmm. So I just wouldn't ask for help. Totally. Um, so I flourished in a certain in certain subjects mm -hmm. in homeschool, which was great. So different type of learning, more freedom. I had more free time. Mm -hmm. I was able to get a job. 
at 16, which was great. Oh, yeah. 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 I hated the job, but it was nice to get out of the yeah. house. <laughs> um, I definitely missed the social aspect of school. Mm. Like I remember we, I was on a pretty competitive basketball team when we got pulled out. Right. And so I missed those connections and it was really sad to watch my friends like graduate without me yeah and like I wasn't involved in that or anything so that that was hard but um yeah overall I I liked the experience yeah yeah would you you're hoping to find like a balance with like sports teams and stuff like that mm -hmm. for your kids oh yeah or find more homeschooling groups I don't know at this point yeah since we're so far away from it that's fair mm -hmm. but where we live there is a quite a large homeschooling community nice yeah and so I'm not really worried about the social aspect of mm -hmm. that. Our kids are going to be outside. We have lots of friends. We're going to uh, be in sports, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So yeah. they'll definitely be involved. And I know that the – I can't speak for how long we're going to homeschool or no, what it's going to look like. The world, but, you don't even know what the world's going to look like in five years. Yeah, will we be allowed to homeschool? I don't know. I know. I <laughs> so, we talk about that a lot too. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're kind of out of time. Yeah. Thanks for coming to visit and talking. <laughs> I love talking about motherhood with you. Yeah. And I'm glad the viewers, I'm sure the viewers will love it as well. So how could they not? Yes. All right. That was a long one. Thank you so much for listening to that. I'm hoping I can upload it with no problems. Please let me know what you think of today's episode. There will be a post over on Instagram at she's doing all right. And if you'd like to support the show, commenting and engaging with our online posts is a really key way to do it as well as rating and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Please share it with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram. And if you'd like to follow my personal pages, you can do so on TikTok and on Instagram at sarah.g.carter. I'm going to end it right there so we're not going too much further. So thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day and find a way to spread some kindness today. I'll see you in the next episode.